Thanks for joining us today with Two Travel Dads. I'm Rob. And I'm Chris. And we are um, talking today about Halifax, Nova Scotia. It's kind of a random destination, but we went there um, just recently and had so much fun. So we thought it would be good to kind of share both our favorite places, um, some tips for planning a trip to Halifax, and also explain how to get there. Because if you haven't been to Nova Scotia, it's far away and tough to get to, but it's worth it. Well, so. especially when you're on the West Coast. Yeah. It's really far. Yeah, it's true. So we're in the Seattle area, and um, we'll get to that. But, man, it's tough to get there sometimes. Um, anyways, so Halifax, Nova Scotia. Um, I would say raise your hand and show me if you know what we're talking about, but I can't see you. Um, do you want to tell me what your thoughts were about Halifax before we got there? Did you know anything about it? I knew it was really far away, and I knew that it uh, was about as far east as you can get uh, in Canada, and that they have, uh, they're have they in Atlantic time zone, so they're not just three hours ahead like the rest of the East Coast, they're actually four hours ahead. Yeah, so the Maritimes of Canada, so that's going to be, what is that, that's going to be Nova Scotia, Newfoundland and Labrador, Prince Edward Island, and I think New Brunswick also. I'll double check that, um, are all on Atlantic time, which is four hours past Pacific time or just an hour past um, Eastern time. So good to know as you're planning and you look at your flight times and you're like, man, why does it take me so long to get there? It's because there's actually an extra hour in there. Good times. Yeah. And then I also know, you know, for me, I, I really like food and they've got some delicious seafood out there. So I was really excited to try some of that. So we'll have to talk more about the seafood mm -hmm. on our next podcast that is all about the North Shore and exploring the Bay of Fundy and all that stuff. But right now, we are going to tell you all about Halifax and um, some of the cool things that we discovered there. And you're probably going to want to visit by the time that we're done telling you all about everything we did in Nova Scotia. So um, let's start with downtown. Um, it's kind of a cool city the way that it's set up there's Halifax and then there's Burnside and then there is Dartmouth and they're all based around this big bay the um Hal is it Halifax Bay or Halifax Harbor I need to google that we can google that we'll put it in the show notes um but yeah so the way that it's set up is it's you know this wonderful awesome port city that has um a mix of all kinds of different cultures and then the actual downtown core has a great waterfront that um, in the past years since um, the cruise industry has started bringing cruise ships in there they've really updated it um, to both preserve some of the cool historic stuff and add some really cool cutting edge new um, attractions and museums so um, yeah that's what the downtown core is kind of like it's um just that mix of old history and modern tourism, which is cool. Um, so I guess let's start down on the waterfront. Um, do you want to... <laughs> I can talk about our first morning there. Well, was, there was a bomb cyclone. So, oh, my gosh. Uh, so the, the weather was insane. And, you know, thankfully, we were really prepared uh, with uh, many different types of jackets for the weather we'd experience in Nova Scotia. But we really had to break out the rain gear because it was a torrential downpour that day. But um, as we'll talk about, there's really great things to do, um, you know, inside 
in, in Halifax. And I think that one of the first places that we went to was the um, Maritime Museum of the Atlantic, right? Yeah, that was a... So, <laughs> yeah, thank goodness that there's a lot of in th <laughs> in indoors things to do in Halifax because when that weather turns, it's cold and wet and windy and crazy. Um, yeah, so the Maritime Museum of the Atlantic, really, really cool, big maritime museum. Um, indoors, gosh. Be before we start talking about the indoors, um, you're actually inside the Maritime Museum. I think it's fair to mention the parking situations real quick in, in Halifax. Like as you're getting around, they have that really oh, yeah. cool parking system with an app. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so there's actually, Halifax has figured out how to do city parking right. Um, there is an app, and we'll have that in the show notes so you can download it. But um, you can basically, you park, and every parking lot has its own little code. And if you aren't from Nova Scotia, you do have um, kind of like a filing fee that you have to pay to use the app, but it makes it so, so easy. And if you leave your parking spot early, they they refund you for whatever you did pay. So it makes it so that you're not just wasting money on parking. And then um, if you need to create an expense report, at the end of it, you actually get receipts, which is cool. Um, yeah, thanks for that reminder and bringing that up because well, i remember true. we yeah we had to figure out the parking situation <laughs> while it was torrential rain and yeah. wind and yeah and everything else so. yeah so um and down on the waterfront there was gosh i think there was four or five different lots all the way from the cruise terminal to um north of the maritime museum so there's lots and lots of options oh. yeah once you understand what the sign looks like it's like spotting a starbucks you'll see them everywhere oh yeah it, and it's great it makes it super easy anyways though the maritime museum was awesome um the thing that I thought was really cool and exceptional and special about the um, Maritime Museum of the Atlantic there in Halifax was the Titanic exhibit. Um, I actually, I did not know how involved with the, um, not the sinking, but the rescue and um, getting everything coordinated and trying to, you know, dis help displace people and stuff. I didn't realize how involved um, Halifax was with that. I just... You know, I saw Titanic and I figured it all just happened in New York, but it's all about Nova Scotia. So that was surprising to me. And their artifacts were really super cool. Yeah, I well, for me, again, I think I mentioned that I like food, but I like seeing what the uh, they had um, some of the menus of what people ate in like first class and second class and third class and, and looking at the different dishes and stuff that they had there and the original menus was, was really interesting. There's some stuff that um, I don't know that I ever want to try, but if it was put in front of me, I might. Oh, yeah. I don't even remember what it was. I took pictures There's of the menus. Of it, yeah. There's some gross, nasty stuff. You know, You have to go to look. British cuisine is kind of strange. Um, you know, but for, for the kids, I thought it was great because right when you check in there, you know, the staff is like, oh, hey, boys, do you guys want to do a scavenger hunt? And they had a, a cool scavenger hunt for the kids to do, which kept them occupied throughout the whole entire museum. They just wanted to find everything that was on that scavenger hunt. And so that was pretty cool. And then... Um, I think it was on the on the second floor. They have a cool station set up to where you can learn Morse code. Yeah, and they have retirees up there who have worked, you know, in the maritime industries, teaching kids and, and adults. Yeah, and adults, right? <laughs> How to actually use Morse code and tap out your name, learn about messaging, all that stuff. It was um, that was pretty cool. You get a little certificate once you're done. Yeah. But what was cool is also testing their skills. So they have all these ham radios and stuff in there and, uh, um, and other equipment. And you hear messages coming in and then just watching them 
you're asking, hey, what is, what's that message? And they, <laughs> they'll just sit there and start writing it out. And so it's really impressive to see. And the kids were just in awe. It is a skill set that I did not even realize was still around and or was fading. So yeah, pretty cool. But um, definitely worth checking out. I would allot at least an hour and a half for the Maritime Museum. Um, if you are visiting without kids, you could spend all day there talking with everybody. They've got tons of volunteers and tons of really cool exhibits. So yeah. And in the summertime, they've got the outdoor, all the boats and stuff open too. Yeah. And well, of course we didn't do that because it was a bomb cyclone outside. Um, rain. <laughs> but also that, that, that Maritime uh, Center also had like the largest collection of um, boat models that I've seen. Oh yeah. You know, replicas of many different historical ships. So uh, with with great you know um, fact sheets and stuff about everything, yeah. um, again kept keeps you really entertained throughout yeah. the whole time. But moving on from there, because there there's so much to do in Halifax, um, we also really enjoyed the Halifax Discovery Center. That place was amazing. Yeah, it was, um, and a lifesaver. Oh my gosh, yes, especially <laughs> can't stress enough how great it is to have wonderful indoor options when it's raining. Um, so the Halifax Discovery Center is basically, it's the children's museum there, but it's also like their, um, hands-on science museum. So, um, gosh, what was your favorite part of that whole experience? Well, what I really liked about this Discovery Center, unlike some others, is that then, you know, if, if you're a parent, you might have this situation where your, your kids go into some type of museum and there's all those tablet displays that they just oh, want to go and touch. Everywhere. They don't want to actually learn anything. They just want to tippy tap you know, all over the screens and then jump around. Um, but the way that they use technology inside of the Discovery Center was was perfect and really incorporated, um, you know, the learning into that. And so both boys just had an awesome time going through that museum. And I think uh, what, what Oliver and I liked the most was they had this one station set up with these different test tubes um, that you got to pick each one and then drop it into this, this reader that assessed like what minerals and material and stuff were in the water. And then it displayed it on the screen. And so Oliver just sat there just reading everything. He was so excited to go through each two. But um, I think that was one thing that was pretty cool. Um, and yeah. then I know upstairs, the, the kids always like, um, you know, using their imagination. Uh, and upstairs, they had one of those like fake supermarkets and farm areas where you can go play with fake food and do some fake shopping. And they could just do that for hours with all the other kids that were around there. Yeah. I think that the thing that made the Halifax Discovery Center special in comparison with other children's museums that we've gone to is their focus on teaching kids about Nova Scotia life and how the way they live as people <laughs> um, impacts the world around them. So there was a really big focus on renewable energy and water conservation, all, all kinds of different things that... Um, I think a lot of other children's museums could follow that example. It was really awesome and really good applicable examples and hands-on demonstrations for kids and adults to um, enjoy. Yeah. So moving on. Um, and Oh, some, you know what? Something else that's right there that I just have to throw out there. The Halifax Seaport Farmer's Market is right next door to the Discovery Center. So it's... Um, it's basically, it's like the Halifax version of the Bike Place Market um, or the 3rd Street Market in Milwaukee. It's got just all kinds of indoor vendors and it's right by the cruise terminal. So it's um, an easy place to, if you are popping in on a cruise, you can just pop down and get local cuisine, 
check out local artisan stuff, and then do whatever else. Get back on the boat, go explore further, whatever. But that's also right there. There's tons on the waterfront. Um, ooh. Do you want to talk about the Citadel? Oh, that was... Uh, I like the Citadel. The Citadel was was pretty cool. It was interesting to go, um, you know, check out some more history and Halifax in it. Uh, you know, it was up on a hill, of course, and so it had amazing views. Uh, but we were lucky, you know, when we got there because the weather just finally cleared up, the clouds parted, and the sun came out, uh, which made it really nice to go experience the Citadel because it was all outdoors. Of course, there were some, some areas and stuff where you can go inside parts of the Citadel. And, uh, you know, aside from the amazing views, there were really great, like, um, living, living history stations where, you know, people were dressed up in the local or in the, um, you know, in the, the clothing and stuff of the time in different, uh, the stations. kids always love living history. Oh my gosh. They love it. And they got to go, um, in that, I think it was the classroom, right. And learn from, uh, the guy, what, uh, the schools and stuff were like mm -hmm. back then. And and they they got to draw something that they got to you know put up in the on <laughs> well, the wall there. In yeah, the well they were working with the chalkboards. That's which right, chalkboards. I guess it didn't really occur to me. I now that I think about it, when I've gone into Oliver's classroom at school, I haven't actually seen a chalkboard in there because they don't have them. Yeah, they so, have whiteboards and smartboards. Yeah, so <laughs> it was kind of funny to actually um, <clears throat> see them working with like little tablets of chalk. It was it was great. It um, gave them a little perspective. Well, they do it in every Red Robin. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Let's not talk about that, though. Um, but no, so the Halifax Citadel is really neat. It's um, up on top of the hill. So when you go up there, you do get just sweeping views of the city, um, which is nifty, and it's pretty, and it's interesting. And, um, oh, you know what we got to do that actually made it really cool? The was doing guard. Yeah, the changing of the guard. Mm -hmm. So they do it, um, I think they do it every hour. It might be every half hour. Again, check the show notes. Um but yeah, changing the guard was really cool. Um, handing off the duty, handing off, um, or dem not demonstrating weapons like shooting them, but um, presenting them. And yeah, it just added to the fun and the history of being up at Citadel. So, yeah, the kids loved it. Yeah. Um, some other things to watch for in Halifax. So um, the Halifax Public Gardens are also smack dab downtown. And they're really cool. It's... um you know, just a big public park. It's not as big as something like Central Park, but it's um, a nice quiet spot in the middle of the city. And they actually do a lot of events there. Um, when we were there, they were getting set up for a huge, some sort of light show in public. Um, I think they called it Nocturne, maybe. And um, yeah, it was a big um, nighttime fall display. So, um, you know, check out the Public Gardens and the Halifax City website for different events because they've, it, there's a lot going on there. Um, what else do we do particularly in the downtown Halifax area? I kind of feel like, I, I feel like in the downtown area, that was just about it. I mean, we didn't, mm -hmm. we didn't take time to go to the Museum of Natural History because we visit a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, we, we weren't there for a long period of time. So, you know, that's kind of what we were able to... Uh, go check out before we ended up traveling throughout the rest of yeah. uh, Nova Scotia. But I think, you know, again, for me, there's really great food options too inside Halifax. Uh, everything from really great seafood to really great healthy options, uh, you know, vegan, vegetarian restaurants that I was able to find. Um, it was really nice 
being in a city where it wasn't difficult to find vegetarian options. <laughs> yeah. That, that was wonderful. And the other thing that I really like just about Halifax, so this is kind of a little bit different, but is how environmentally aware they are, meaning that everywhere you go, you do, I mean, you can say, it, you know, I don't need a straw, but they've already like eliminated like plastic straws and yeah. they have all of their compostable straws, uh, you know, and uh, are really focused and aware on conserving their natural resources and recycling and um, everything that we look for when we travel, um, unlike some of the places here in the U.S. where you get surprised that they still use styrofoam. Yeah, no, Halifax is Halifax is on it. Nova Scotia as a whole is on it. Like as we explored further and uh, both on the North and South Shore, they it was the same way. Like they're conscious, <laughs> which is great. But moving on, um, if you're visiting Halifax, there is a whole lot more to check out. Um, I think that my favorite spot that we went was the um, Shuby Park Canals. So um, on the east side of the Halifax Harbor is this really remarkable city park. Um, it's called Shuby Park, and it was um, built... Gosh, how, do you, how do you spell that? S-H-U-B-I-E. Shuby. Shuby. Like shooby dooby, like that. Um, anyways, uh, it was built, uh, gosh, I have to double check that, but I want to say over 200 years ago, maybe even longer than that, I will double check. Um, and what they do, um, it's this long chain of canals that goes from um, the Halifax Harbor all the way up to the Bay of Fundy. So not not the entire system is still operational. In fact, they still don't, they don't run boats up and down it like they used to, but the locks are still in place. So um, I was able to just double check. They started building the canals in 1826 and they finished them in 1861. So, you know, we're talking about 150 plus years of this history of these canals. So they, they used it to be able to get barges through from the Bay of Fundy to Halifax Harbor without having to sail all the way around the South Cape. So um, today it is, like it is the land of the dog owner. <laughs> it was really fun. We went hiking um, both down to the lake and then up through the woods. And it's just dog after dog after dog. Yeah, which made Elliot really oh happy gosh, because yeah. uh, if any of you listening actually know Elliot, uh, he is the biggest dog lover in the world. So he was in heaven yeah. getting to meet every single dog. Yeah. So it's Hi. What's your what's your puppy's name? What's your puppy's name? What type of puppy do you what have? What type is he a boy or a girl puppy? Yeah. So that was that was something that was special for the kids there, just all the dogs, and there's a huge off-leash area. But um as far as being one of the most picturesque places we've ever traveled to, Shuby Park in the fall, I would say it is the most beautiful fall color display I've ever seen. Everything from that was gorgeous. the perfectly still waters and the locks and the ponds to just every color of fall leaf falling all around us. It was amazing. We were there as, uh, you know, uh, towards sunset, right? And so it was getting dark. And But in that area, because those leaves are so bright and orange and red and yellow, it was actually just creating extra light as we were walking yeah. through the, the twilight. It was uh, a little bit trippy how amazing it was. <laughs> it, was it was beautiful. But yeah, so that is definitely, I think, both of our number one pick for if you're visiting Halifax and you're like, what do I do this afternoon? Head to Shuby Park. Instagrammable location completely. Yeah. Not that we want to encourage you to just like go around and Instagram Halifax, but it is definitely the most Instagrammable spot 
ever. Love it. Yeah. Get a Actually, nice hot coffee and, and go for a walk. But you know what? Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, the next place that I wanted to talk about is even more Instagrammable. Um, Fisherman's Cove. Um, do you want to talk about that or do you want me to just gush about it? Because I, uh, I can talk about it for a long time. Is that the place that had all of those closed businesses? Okay, they weren't all closed. I think there was one So it, that heads, was open. Heads up, if you're visiting Nova Scotia after like the first week of October, <laughs> everything starts to shut down for There's the a lot of seasonal <laughs> businesses, we learned. But that's okay because there are still plenty of things that are open. And it just means there's fewer people around and you can still enjoy it just as much. Which but, is um, true. I mean, the, the buildings were amazing. Yeah. Super colorful, right on the water. And uh, made for some some really great pictures. Yeah. So it's um, when you are on the east side of the harbor, um, head south from Shuby Park uh, towards the um, towards the Devil's Head Lighthouse. Um, you will go th- past this little cove slash town slash village. I don't know what you want to call it, but it's called Fisherman's Cove. And um, yeah, it was built again. You know, 150 years ago on this little like finger harbor this little finger cove and the buildings everyone is a different color and they are pretty much the most picturesque um perfect spot around and there's fishing boats and crab pots and lobster i guess lobster pots because we're talking about nova scotia but um it's beautiful and there are some wonderful spots that are open everything from um seafood restaurants to ice cream shops. Yeah, I think we galleries. were able to do the, the ice cream shop that was open there. Had a really amazing selection of ice cream. There was one, I can't remember, Oliver got it. It was like grape and bubble oh, no, gum. that was gross. And banana with toffee. I don't know. Something really strange like that. He was in heaven. It was the weirdest thing ever. It's like a monster vomited all the candy it ever <laughs> But then they've got a lot of that really great retro candy that you like from yeah. when you were a kid. I think we also walked out with a, a bag of Big League Chew. Oh, great yeah. flavor. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Yeah. Um, but also in, in that strip, um, I remember, because again, um, I really like food. There was a, a lunch spot there. If you hit the timing just right, that that Yelp had really great reviews on uh, um, on on the lunch offerings and stuff that they had there. Uh, and while you're looking to see what that was, so you can include remember. that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to talk about one other spot that is pretty cool. It's also on the outskirts of Halifax, but it's on the other side of the harbor. Um so if you are back on the, the downtown Halifax side and you head south, um, you come to an area called Duncan's Cove, and that's where the um, Chibuktko head lighthouse is. But Duncan's Cove is a big preservation area, and um, it is, until you've seen the Nova Scotia coastline, it's tough to really understand just how gorgeous the vegetation and rocks are together because you have just these beautiful... Um, granite and limestone um, formations and just weird hills and outcroppings and all that stuff. Um, and it, they are just covered with, um, gosh, what was it? Low bush cranberry and willows. And again, if you're there when the colors are changing, it's just red and beautiful and perfect. And it's an easy little half hour drive south out of Halifax down towards um, down towards the South Shore. So... That's an easy thing to add on to your um, trip. Did you find your restaurant you were going to talk about? I did, yeah, because if we go back, I really want to go there. It's called Coastal Cookhouse, and it's this um, cute little yellow building. It's super tiny. It's got outdoor seating, uh, but it's uh, you know a spot for, for lunch and stuff, and they've got a kid's menu too as well, but they've got everything from like 
a sweet and spicy coconut curry uh, to quesadillas, uh, you know, tacos, coastal burger, burger, um, and uh, what about lobster? Um, you know, I think um, there's something there with lobster. Uh, oh, it's the lobster and bacon mac and cheese. Oh, that's what you wanted. Yeah, and and you know the prices are always pretty decent too. That I found in Nova Scotia, yeah. it's like fourteen seventy five for this lobster bacon mac and cheese. Yeah, so. Um, we're going to kind of mm. wrap up this episode a bit. Um, yeah, I'm but ready for lunch. I know, right? So um, just kind of to recap, though, all over the Halifax area, you're going to find interesting things, everything from history to colorful fishing stuff to just beautiful natural areas um, and great food everywhere. So if you get questions, send us a note. Um I did want to hit on one other thing real quick, and it's just how to actually get to Halifax. Um, there are only nine airports in the United States that fly to Halifax, <laughs> and it was either three or six of them are in Florida. So uh, it is going to be a little bit more of a journey if you are coming from any place besides Florida or Chicago. So just be um, prepared that you're going to have a long travel day, and you will have a stopover in another major Canadian hub before you get there. Um, what do we fly? We flow. We flew Air Canada and Air Canada Rouge um, out of SeaTac. So on the way there, we had a stopover in Toronto and then directly into Halifax. And on the way back, um, I'm trying to think of the order of flights. I don't know why. It's well, we went from Halifax to Montreal, Montreal to Vancouver, Vancouver to Seattle. Yeah, see, so there's a perfect example of the type of flight day that you might have when you decide to visit Nova Scotia. So... Um, it's not that bad. It sounds much worse than it is. Um, our flights were pretty smooth, which was great. But um, just pl be prepared for a longer day. And then the city of Halifax is about 20 minutes, half an hour south of the airport. And it's super, It's gosh, it's a beautiful airport. It's simple. It's small. Very easy to get a rental car. Very easy to get downtown. So, yeah. That's about it that there I wanted to it. share today. Um Hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> if you get any questions about Halifax, visiting Nova Scotia, getting to Nova Scotia, uh, send us a message. Tell your friends to listen to our podcast, Two Travel Dads. And um, yeah, stay tuned. We will have another Nova Scotia podcast talking all about the Bay of Fundy coming up soon. Bye. Bye, guys. Two Travel Dads podcast is written by Rob and Chris Taylor and produced by Rob Taylor in Suquamish, Washington. If you would like to be a guest on the Two Travel Dads podcast or would like to sponsor it, go ahead and visit us at bit.ly bit slash 2TDwork.